0: So, um, the first week of tour, like, we were at a Walmart parking lot, and it was, like, really funny, because it's, like, oh, mom, like, I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, like, I'm away from home, and, like, it's just, like, kind of scary being here, and I just, like, I'm a curious person, so I'm, like, I never know when I'm waking up at night, and she's, like, well, why don't you buy a watch? So, like, I gave in, finally bought a watch, and I realized, like, even being home, I'm not as, I'm not on my phone as much, because I'm not checking it for the time, and I really don't have that connection to social media that I had. Um, and while I was wasting something that really stuck out to me was Philippians 4-8 which says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any moral excellence and if there is any praise, dwell on these things. And I know that since being home, I haven't spent the two to three hours like just scrolling through social media pointlessly. That I've been able to spend more time in my word and spend more genuine. And I've just been able to uh, spend more time with God um, overall because I'm not getting lost in social media. Number two, even if someone calls soda pop, you can still love them. And for me, this is about differences. Because um, we went to this one church in York, and it was late at night, so we were all tired. But the lovely church had left gobs out on the table for us. Okay, so I run in. I'm excited because we've been traveling for the last, like, hour or two. And I finally see, like, a dessert that I love. And I'm like, oh, yes, they have gobs here. And everyone went silent. And they said what are gobs? And I said, what do you mean? And they're like, no, these are whoopie pies. And so, like, this is just, like, this is a funny example, but I was, like, kind of nervous going into Operation Barnabas, because we had people from Hawaii, Alaska, California, and so there was going to be a lot of different viewpoints, and a lot of different people were going to be at different points um, in their faith and in their spiritual walk, and I wasn't really sure how that was going to um, come to play on our trip, but... Um, Something that I remember a lot of is a lot of times at church will speak about the body. And I was grateful for the differences because if we were all, like, left-hand, so to speak, then, like, we wouldn't have all been different and we wouldn't have been able to be the team that we would have because not everyone's going to be good at singing and not everyone's going to be good at talking to people. But because we all brought different gifts to the table, we made a really um, great dynamic on our team and we are able to share God in a lot of different ways. Um, And so a big verse that um, we actually memorized while we were on tour was Matthew 22, 30 through 40, which says, the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. And so even though we had our differences, and like for me, I went to Eastern PA, so I was like, oh, I'm a Steelers fan. Everyone's like, oh, no, you got to like be an Eagles fan here. So like even though there were those differences, like we were still able to like love on each other and um, grow through that. Number three journaling what you do, think, and feel is beneficial. Now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'll come to church and I'll forget what I had for breakfast. And so being gone for three and a half weeks, I was like, there's no way I'm going to remember all the different people I talked to, um, and all the different conversations we had, but I realized that, I realized through being gone, that writing down how you're feeling, and what you're doing is really beneficial, because I know for me, I've been able to go back um, through my three, my journal I had for three and a half weeks, and just, like, see the different experiences I had, and how I felt at those time periods, and even, like, in my devotionals, and, like, when I write down my prayers, I, did, I was able to understand, like, how I was feeling with God at that moment, I know that's something that's, like, um, kind of hard is coming home from that environment and not having those people pour into you. But being able to reflect on those things because you have a journal is very beneficial. And just like, even with like my prayers and like praying for what I was praying for on OB instead of like praying for um, kind of like naive things here. Like, oh God, like I oh, hope the school year will go well. Because like I know it will. Like I know that like he put me at the school that I'm at for like a reason. But like praying for the things I prayed about um on OB and Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And this was just, like, big for me because I worried a lot, like, a lot before going on to OB. But then it's just, like, trying to find um, a reason and everything about why God put me somewhere and the good and in everything instead of looking um, at the negative. So, like, the one day we were at Hershey Park um, doing ministry, and we were getting ready to leave so we could go do a VBS in New York, and our van stopped working um, on the side of the highway, and we were stranded for, like, an hour but instead of being upset that we we're going to be an hour late and we weren't going to be able to shower before vacation bible school we we're like hey this is a good time so like we put our Bibles, we'd have like a little bible study on the side of the highway and we we're able to grow really close to one another because of that experience so instead of being like oh god just broke down our van it's god put us here so we could grow closer to one another number four handwritten notes of encouragement and letters go further than a text or a call and while texts and calls um, do mean something to me, while I was away, I obviously did not have contact with the outside world. And it was, like, really cool for me because people, like, I never talked to um, were sending me letters. And that was, like, encouraging to me because, like, they wanted me to do well on this trip so I could go home and plan to practice what I learned. Um, as well as in the team dynamic, we have something called encouragement notes. And they actually write one encouraging note to all the people on your team. And I was like unsure about this because I'm like, oh, the encouragement's going to be forced and um, you're going to tell them notes aren't genuine. But there's a lot of uncertainties I had going into tour and like how I was feeling about myself. And like the notes were very genuine and I was like able to have like pick me up so like um maybe you didn't have a great day when you're out on mission. Um I know for me the one day we were in Philadelphia and I was trying to share um my faith and my testimony with a guy named Ken, and he was not well receiving of it at all. He's like, No, I don't think heaven and hell exist. I think it's just like whatever time you have on earth, like that's what it is. And he like did not want to talk to me. Um, and I was like, Well, before, like, we leave, it's okay if I just, like, pray for you. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you can pray for me, but, like, I know it doesn't exist, so it really doesn't matter. Um, so, like, that was, like, negative, but then having, like, encouraging notes of people, like, pouring into you and, like, lifting you up was really awesome. And so the verse I had for this is actually our... trip It's Acts 11, 23 and 24, which says, When Barnabas arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. And for me, what this verse meant, uh, what these verses meant was that um, if you have that encouraging spirit, and if you're looking at every person um, as an opportunity, that you're going to bring more people to the Lord. And whether that's just um, you telling them about the gospel, maybe not necessarily leading them to the Lord, but them just hearing about it through you, that if you just have that encouraging spirit, that eventually they will come to know the Lord. And so we shouldn't, like, look down on people because they're a certain way. Or maybe if they seem like they're Christian, you should um, reach out to everyone. Number five one day, one conversation can change an entire lifetime. For me, this really meant a lot because um, towards the beginning of tour, we were like learning our skits and our dances for um, our children's programs. And we were dancing. Um, we were at Urban Hope, by the way, if any of you are familiar with Urban Hope. And we were standing like, on the main area and on the main stage in their church. And we were dancing, and I just like twisted my knee the wrong way, and I was like, oh, of course. Of course I get hurt. And I always get hurt. And so... Um, like, it hurt a little bit, but I was like, no, I'm not going to let this stop me. Like, God put me here for a reason. I'm not just going to let my knee hurting hold me back. But halfway through to where we were in Ephrata, PA, my knee was so unbearable. Like, they had me um, sit down the whole day. I had an ice pack on it, and I was like, I really don't, like, I don't want the circumstance. And they're like, I think we should take you to the doctor now. Like, they've been trying to get me the, to go to the doctor. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, it's really, like, it's not important. And so they're like, well, what if we call your mom? And I was like... Well, a few days before that, we had to talk on authority, so what my mom said, I had to listen to. I was like, you're going to call my mom, and she's going to be like, oh my gosh, my daughter's really, can you take her to like, the hospital right now? i gotta make sure she's not dying or anything. Um, so we called my mom, and they let me talk to my mom. I was like, mom, you know I love you. Please don't make them take me to the doctor. And she's like, you're going to the doctor. And so I went, and it was like a half an hour ride there, so like I was just like dreading that. I'm like, oh, now I'm going to get preached at how I should have gone earlier. But it was like a really good conversation because my one leader, Sam, had talked to me just like about the worship that I've been doing because in a lot of our programs, they had been making me sing solos. And um, at our first church during offering, they made me sing um, two songs that I'd sing um, just like for the team. And so she was like, hey, like you really have a gift for singing and you really have like a gift for um, sharing God's word. Like have you ever thought about going into ministry? And while it was something that I considered um, when I talked about momentum, as I said, that my parents like... They're really not believers. So when I made that decision, they weren't really supportive of it. And so I was going to go to law school. And so, like, coming into OB, I was, like, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Because, like, maybe God is calling me to ministry. But I was, like, I don't know. Because my parents weren't believers. And, like, how is God going to use me? for others, but it was a really good, um, half an hour conversation, and she's like, if you are thinking about going into worship, like, you really should consider it, so from that point on, I did consider it, and then, um, July 4th, we were at fireworks, and I started writing my own song, because I just, I don't know, fireworks aren't that big of a deal to me, and we weren't really doing anything anyway, so I started writing a song, and then they woke us up at 5 a.m. that morning, so we got, like, four hours of sleep, and we had to go clean up a jubilee, but then we were packing up to leave to go somewhere else, and I finished writing my song, and then I, I shared it with my team, and I sang it in front of a whole church um, just a few days before tour ended. And I was like, "I think God is calling me here." So then through like going to momentum, like a lot of my beliefs were like solidified, um, and like a lot of like just like pouring into the youth group, and then um, just like being with my OB team, like at Momentum, like it was really encouraging for me. And so the verse I chose for this was First um, Timothy 4:14: "Do not neglect the gift that is in you, for it is given to you through prophecy." On of counsel, by the hands of the Council of Elders. And this was a big verse for me because my one leader, Heidi, would shove this verse down my throat because there would be times when she'd be like, oh, can you sing for this program? Like, we're going to the nursing home. Like, can you, like, just sing a song? Or, oh, like, we want you to sing your own song in front of this church, even though you just wrote it, like, 48 hours ago. And so she's like, God's given you this gift, so, like, if you're not going to use it on your own, then I'm going to make you use it. <laughs> um, number six, Satan can sneak in without you even realizing um so as I said, um while I was on tour I didn't have my cell phone with me. And so I was like kinda scared about that, and I was like kinda just scared like leaving home. And so I thought my biggest um comfort was gonna be my phone calls home. But on my first phone call home, I had found out that my brother had hurt his back really bad. He was in the ER and they weren't sure if he was gonna walk again. Um and so then I didn't have my phone for a week so I really wasn't sure um what was all going on with that. Then I got another phone I got my next phone call and everything's okay with him, like, um, there's, like, something wrong with the test, and so they thought it was gonna be one thing, but he ended up being able, to, he was, like, he was able to go back to work a few days after the incident, and so everything was fine with him, but then, um, our last phone call home, I was, like, really impacted by God at that point, so I was talking to my mom, and I was, like, hey, mom, like, I know, like, you don't always feel comfortable going to church, but, like, I have this extra Bible at home, like, I want to pray with you every night, and she just, like, wasn't super well-receiving of it, and she was like, oh, well, most churchgoers don't even read their Bible anyway, and she just, like, had a very negative view on it, and that kind of, like, really impacted me, and I was like, my biggest comfort, Satan turned into something that was, like, the worst possible circumstances for me, so, like, I was dreading my phone calls home, um, but then I realized, um, through, like, reading my word, especially Colossians 3.23, that says, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically, something done for the Lord, not for men. And so even though if she wasn't well-receiving of it, and even if they weren't always, like, super supportive of where I wanted to go into, um, to go into ministry, that my life was for the Lord, and that whatever I was going to do was going to be and not for them, but then thankfully coming home from, our, from Operation Barnabas, I've been able to pray with my mom every night. She has been getting into the scripture, and even my dad, who is someone that um, didn't like talking about faith, is now praying with me every night as well, so it's just like really awesome to see how Operation Barnabas changed my heart, to change my perspective, how I viewed their relationship with God, and then how I've been able to um, lead them closer to God. Number seven, all people need hope, and all people need help and for me this was a big thing because we experienced just about every type of circumstance like we were in an Amish country and boy for my friend in Hawaii that was an experience for him because he had never seen anything like that and then we were down in um um what they call under the L which is where there's a lot of homeless people in Philadelphia and so we experienced such like a wide range of perspectives a lot of wide range of just circumstances and that sometimes we see oh homeless people need the most help because they don't have a home And so the people that you might encounter at a Sunday program while you're on tour, you're like, oh, well, you don't really need to talk to them about faith because they're already Christians if they're here like they're good enough. But you'd be amazed at how many people's lives were changed at a church program because they were able to see the youth um, wanting to work in ministry and the youth being a part of the ministry and how their perspective on their faith was changed and how they wanted to be closer with God because they saw us. And so sometimes as Christians we're like, oh, well, these people don't need to hear about the gospel because they have the gospel. But just remembering that you should share with everyone because... um, you could make a change in someone's life. And like it could even just be like they're having a bad day, but you could just say something like, hey, I'm praying for you. And that could change their whole attitude of what's going on. Um, and for me, a verse that I picked out that I thought really supported this idea was um, Romans 15:13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace in believing so, may the, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I really like this verse because I just feel like sometimes... Um, while I was on tour, I felt very anxious about sharing the gospel, especially like when I met someone like Ken who did not want to receive it. But that um, if you just like pray to God, he will give you the hope um, and the joy in believing in him and that we have the Holy Spirit who's going to give us the words to talk to people and that God puts us where he wants us because he needs us to do something for the kingdom. And so if we just believe in that and we believe in his message, that no matter what happens, um, we'll be able to glorify him through it. Number eight. You need to be in love with being in the Word. And for me, this was a big thing because I was, like, walking into Operation Barnabas, and I was like, oh, well, everyone here is going to be, like, really good Christians. And um, sometimes, like, I know for me, like, going into OB, sometimes I'd read my Bible just because, like, it was, like, the good Christian thing to do. And so it was kind of just, like, going through the motions of my faith, and then, like, sometimes it wouldn't really impact me because I'm like, oh, well, like, I'm a good Christian, so I should just read my Word. So, like, if someone asks me about my faith, I can be like, oh, why would really like this Bible verse? Um, but as I said, we spend an hour every day in the Word, and I realized that there's a lot more to the Bible, and we have such a powerful thing here, that I sometimes took it for granted, but there's so much in here, and it's not just um, the biblical stories, but there's, like, especially 1 Timothy 4, as I've talked about, um, there's so much in 1 Timothy 4 that's giving me faith, and it's giving me hope um, in the way that I choose to follow God, and that through those things, that God will show me the things I need to see, and that I can turn around and use those um, to help others, and so First Timothy 4.13 says, Until I come, give your attention to public reading, exhortation, and teaching. And for me, this was, like, a big thing, because I know that, like, just, like, reading is such a big deal. But I feel like my faith really hit the road when I had to actually go out and teach others how I believed. Because for me, the best way of learning in school isn't, like, knowing I'm prepared for a test. It's if I'm able to teach the idea to someone else, then I know what I'm doing, and then I know what I'm doing on the test. And so um, OB was kind of, like, the retest, I guess. And so, um, I had all this information that was being fed into me while I was on tour and then going out and sharing with people in Eastern PA that I'll probably never see again. It was like the pre-test because, like, well, um, I can share my gospel and I can share, like, what I know. And so this will be, like, my practice. And so I can go home and share with people that I do know and people I can pour into after I have the confidence of – because if I can share with people I don't know, then I can go home and share with people that I do know and I continue to follow up with them instead of just saying, okay, here's the gospel – like, know Jesus and have fun with that, but then, like, not really being important to them. But there's, like, just, like, trying to interact with them and then sharing your testimony. And so, be on OB was a great um, place for me to be, just to be able to put my uh, faith into practice, and it really kind of concreted everything so when I could come home, I was able to share um, kind of what God did and then, like, what God um, continues to do. Number nine, nothing is really over. Um, This bullet point I wrote, I think... Like 24 hours before tour left, so this was really hard for me to write because I was like, "Oh well, is is nothing really over?" Because tour's ending in a week. Um, I mean, tour's ending tomorrow. So like, what does this mean? And for me, I realized that even though the tour part of Operation Barnabas was coming to an end, that really Operation Barnabas had just started for me. Because as we learned on tour, that, oper- that Barnabas means son of encouragement, and I have this newfound faith, and my faith means something new to me. New, um, I have new ideals and a new way of of seeing things. And so even though the tour is ending and I'm leaving the people that I've loved being with for three and a half weeks, that really just starting because now I have this encouragement and I have, like, this positivity. And so I can go out and share it. And I have the rest of my life to go out and share God. And just because um, a circumstance or, like, an exciting trip or an experience is ending, that this is just um, a new place for me to start and it's a new um, opportunity that I have to go home and pour into people, and just really anywhere, whether that is um, at church, if it's at Walmart, wherever it is, just to find people to pour into. And so for me, um, a verse that kind of the whole team really liked was 1 Timothy 4.12. No one should you desp- that you should be an example to believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And this is like a big thing for all of us, because I know we had, um, like, a lot of the team was younger, so we were just, like, going into our junior year, so that was, like, kind of nerve-wracking for all of us, but then realizing that the power that we have because we are young and the people that we um, encounter every day, like, in school, um, we have peers. Um, I know in my class I have about 130 people that I could interact with and share the gospel with every day, and that because when you're teenagers, you're trying to figure out who you are, we're some of the most persuasive people, but then some of the most um, non-persuasive people, but if they're hearing it from someone that they're interacting with every day and it's Someone that they trust, and it's someone that's their age, they're going to listen to it. And so then realizing that, yes, we are young, but we don't have to look down on our own youth, and that no one else should, because we can be an example to others um, through what God is doing in us. And finally, number 10, the one you all have been waiting for. Um, and you know, I was like, I was trying to write my testimony. I was like, how do I close and really tie Operation Barnabas with the church? And so for me, that is the importance of saying thank you. So while we're on tour, we learn this awesome song um, that we sing Anytime anybody makes us a meal, and anytime we leave a host home, we leave a thank you card, and it's like saying thank you for every, for just like literally everything. Um, If you're walking out a door and someone on your team is holding the door, every person says thank you, and just realizing that um, saying thank you can go such a long way, but then also um, being thankful for the opportunities and circumstances that got you to where you're at, and so for me, that's saying thank you to all of you, whether you supported me financially through prayer or just by pouring into me and giving me your time, that meant so much to me because because um, there's really no good way to articulate Operation Barnabas and explain it to you all, other, other than just to say that my life was changed, and someone who was planning to go to law school now wants to go to Grace College for worship arts. Um, so just like... That in and of itself um, was able to change my life, but then um, so many little things were changed for me. Um, not only to become a better person, but I became a better Christian. And now that I'm home, I'm able to pour into people, and it's so much more genuine. And I'm more willing to take the first step, rather than rather than people um, coming to me and them initiating the conversation. It's me being, hey, I know something bad's happening in your life, but I'm praying for you. Um, hey, I just read this awesome Bible verse, and I know you're going through a tough time right now. So like, why don't I share that with you? Um, and even just like initiating my parents before Operation Barnabas I would have never had that faith but now that I'm home I do and I would not have been able to go on Operation Barnabas without all of you so I want to thank you for that and then finally if you do know any teens I would recommend that you have them look into Operation Barnabas because whether you're a newfound Christian or you've been a Christian since you were born Operation Barnabas will change your life thank you